welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 6 of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. I am, as usual, your host, Brian Brennan, in the place to be. Happy Friday. It's been a hell of a week, and I'm not just talking about sports, folks. This has been a stressful, trying week for so many people. Um, it's just been absolutely wild with um, with the election. Um, we, I will talk about the election. I know this is a sports podcast mainly, but um, I f- there are not a lot of sports to talk about today, so I will talk about the election, my thoughts on it. Um, what I'm feeling right now as I look at the electoral map and see things that I like to see uh, on this Friday morning. It's currently Friday morning. It's 9.42 in the morning. Uh, and um, I, I like what I'm seeing, but I'll get to that the election segment at the end of the show. We're, we are going to talk about sports first because, like I said, this is a sports podcast. Uh, so we are going to talk about the NFL. And we have another – we have the recurring guests are back, folks. We've got Michael Edgley and Tim Clark back on this episode for a two-part interview. I will say um, we did uh, – we recorded a whole thing about football and the NBA, and it was great. But then we realized we forgot to talk about fantasy football. So we went back and re-recorded that part. Um, so it was a two-part interview with Tim and Mike. Uh, either way, it's great. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Tim and Mike, as you guys know, are good good friends, good guests, uh, good to have on the podcast. I love having them on. Anytime they want to come on, they are more than welcome to. So uh, I was happy to have them on. Uh, we've got a couple of quick news and notes. Um, you know, some some interesting stuffs happening um, across all sports. Really, uh, some baseball news. Um, that I want to talk about the little news dump by the Boston Red Sox that I just saw come across my screen a few minutes ago. Um, trying to clearly just dump that on the new the media while everybody's distracted by the election. But um, I'll get to that towards the end of the show. Um, we might as well just jump right into it. Um, the NFL talk for this week. Um, we'll pre- I, there isn't much to say about last night's game. I won't talk about last night's game in depth. I honestly fell asleep. Before it even ended, the 49ers, or excuse me, the Packers had a 31 to three lead when I went to bed. It ended up being uh, 34 to 17, the final uh, of that game. But uh, I will talk about it quickly as we break down NFL week. What is this week nine? NFL week nine on upon further review with Brian Brennan. So, like I said, uh, there was a Thursday night football game last night in Santa Clara between the 49ers and the Packers. There isn't too much to talk about. Um, The 49ers came into this game with a pretty severe COVID situation. Um, They lost a lot of players due to COVID. Um, It might have been even a false positive test on Kendrick Bourne. And um, that's why that they think that all these players have to sit out. But it obviously cost the 49ers. None of their starting players from the NFC Championship game where they beat the Packers um, in, in January were on this offense to, to, for the game. George Kittle's out. Jimmy Garoppolo's out. Raheem Mostert. Uh, Debo Samuel. A bunch of their star players and star offensive weapons are out. So I kind of expected the Packers to go into um, San Francisco and win this game. And uh, that's exactly what they did. Uh, Devontae Adams had another big game. And so did Marquez Valdez-Scandling, too. Uh, If you have Marquez Valdez-Scandling in your fantasy league, uh, you had a good night because he had two touchdowns. Uh, One of them was a beautiful 52-yarder where he was wide open. Um, Easy touchdown for the Packers. And um, 
Yeah, I, I enjoy watching this Packers team. I think they're fun to watch. Uh, Aaron Jones has been really good, too, at the running back position. They have a lot of weapons. They've got one of the best wide receivers, one of the best quarterbacks, and one of the best wide receiver, uh, one of the best running backs in Aaron Jones. So they are absolutely fun to watch, um, and um, they showed it in this game. San Francisco, I feel like if they didn't have any injuries, they would have um, contended for the NFC West a little bit more this season. But um, they're just not doing it. They have too many injuries. The COVID situation is now starting to get to them. Um, it's uh, it's been a difficult season for the 49ers, who are four and five, kind of an up and down. Um, let's see who they play next in their next game. They play the Saints on the 15th of November. So next Sunday, that's a big game. Uh, we'll talk about the Saints. You'll hear Mike talk about the Saints because Mike's a big Saints fan when we get to that interview. But we'll talk about the Saints when we preview their game against the Bucks on Sunday Night Football in just a minute or two. But, um, yeah, this game, really not too much to talk about. It was over. or Most people, I would say, switched over to election coverage or maybe even stayed on election coverage instead of watching this game last night. Um, it just wasn't a very appealing game. And um, – I hate that because this is. I honestly was looking forward to this all week. You know, I've been tuned into election coverage like a, like a motherfucker for the last like three days, and I was like, finally, some football to serve as a distraction from this, this all this election talk. And you know, maybe I'll come back and I'll have some. Maybe I'll come back after the game's over and I'll have some good news. Nope, blowout win for the Packers. Fall asleep before it's even over. No, no. You know, no going back to politics talk. Just, um, ugh, man. This was a pretty ugly game, an ugly Thursday night football game. What's our Thursday night game next week? Colts-Titans? It's not going to be much better. But, um, yeah, uh, Thursday night football's always kind of been ugly. I know they, one thing, actually, Tim pointed this out to me a few weeks ago, uh, that every team has to be on Thursday night football. So that's why you see some of these wild matchups sometimes because every all 32 teams have to be on Thursday night football. So um, that's why you see these crazy matchups sometimes. But um, not much to talk about here. Packers get the win, 34-17. Looks like the 49ers got some garbage touchdowns. Uh, if you have uh, Richie James or Jarek McKinnon in your fantasy football leagues, uh, good for you. Um, Nick Mullins is clearly not the answer. Um, with Jimmy G out, um, so they gotta find somebody else. I don't know if they're gonna find somebody else. Maybe they'll just stick with Nick, but um, I don't know. I don't think he's the answer for the 49ers. All right, so uh, let me take a quick sip of my coffee. I know you guys love this part of my podcast, the part where I drink coffee. <sighs> Extended ah. All right, so um. We'll get into Sunday's games, going up to uh, from the one o'clock games up to the Sunday night game, which is Saints Bucks, and um, we'll start with the Giants versus Washington football team game. Uh, the last time these two teams met, um, you might remember the Giants won their only game of the season when Ron Rivera decided to go for two and um, give the and didn't get it, giving the Giants the win. Um, if he gets that, the Giants are 0-8. If he gets that, New York football would be a combined 0-16 right now. So um, I'm glad, personally, Ron Rivera, you know, like I said on the show, I wouldn't have been too mad because I respect the opinion. I respect the balls on that decision to um, to go for two. But, um, you know, it just didn't work out for them. And Washington kind of needs to win this game. It's at home. Um I, I said, you know, Robbie actually asked, because I'm on a Washington sports podcast with him, uh, he asked for my picks for the Washington football team at the beginning of the year, and I had them going, I believe, 4-12 and 12 or 5-11 and 11 or something like that. 
Um, the path, I mean, Washington's looking like the second best team in the NFC East right now. I don't know if that's just me having to listen to Carol and Robbie talk about them for hours and hours and hours. Maybe that's why I think Washington's looking pretty good. But um, I did pick them to split their game, so I think Washington is going to win this one. Um, I actually picked the Giants to win this one and Washington to win the other one in our in our picks, but uh, I am going to flip-flop at this time. Um, plus, I just don't think the Giants are very good. So uh, I am going to go with Washington. Uh, even though the Giants are my team, I have to make the rational, smart decision when it comes to making these picks, and um, I think that is Washington. So um, that's that game. I really don't want to – that's such an ugly game. The Gi Washington's 2-5. and five, Giants are 1-7. and seven. It's not a good matchup. It's not a, not something we really need to talk about too in depth. Um, moving on, we have the Broncos and the Falcons rematch of Super Bowl 33, I think it was. Uh, 1999, uh, 1998 season, 1999 Super Bowl, where John Elway was the MVP in his final game. And uh, the Falcons, um, they were like, okay, well, we'll be back in like 20 years. And uh, we're, we're going to blow that one too. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, I, the Broncos are playing well. They got that win last week on the last second touchdown um, to beat Drew, uh, to beat the, the Chargers, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. So uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos in that one, even though the game's in Atlanta. But Atlanta is a four-point favorite, so I am picking the underdog in this game. But uh, I'm going to roll with Denver. I want Denver to get to 4-4, four and four, maybe contend for a playoff spot. Uh, good one. All right, so we got a couple of good one o'clock. We got three in a row here on my list that are all very good games. We have the Seahawks versus the Bills. The Bill, the Seahawks travel from West Coast to East Coast for a one o'clock start time, ten o'clock start time if you're in Seattle. So, um, by the way, what what? This is, might be a debate for another day, but what time zone do you think is the best for sports? Do you think it's the East? I, I Personally, I don't think it's the East. Personally, I think the West has it going on. I mean, you get football in the morning, and it's just the, you're perfect for everything. Like you, you barely miss a sport if you're on the West Coast time zone. But that's an argument for another day. Um, you know, I'd love to see Josh Allen have a big game and maybe take down the Seahawks, but I just don't see it happening. Seattle looks really good. They look really explosive right now. DK Metcalf. He's absolutely killing it um, for the Seahawks. And the, for the last game, he had two touchdowns, two beautiful touchdowns. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks in this one to um, beat the Bills, even though they are going from West Coast to East Coast. Um, I just don't believe in the Bills as much as I believe in the Seahawks. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so then we've got the Bears and the Titans, a uh, battle of 5-3 and three Chicago Bears versus the 5-2 and two Tennessee Titans. Um you know, the Bears are kind of struggling. They, sh you know, personally, I don't think their game against the Saints should have even gone into overtime. I say that when I interview Mike. Um, I personally thought that, you know, they shouldn't have even, they should have called that a fumble and it shouldn't have even mattered. But um, I, I am going to go with the Titans in this one. I think the Titans are, you know, going to look to bounce back after that loss to Cincinnati. The game's in Nashville. Uh, I am going to go with Tennessee in that one. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, get it done for my fantasy team and for your real team. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, Ravens-Colts. Uh, I like this matchup. The Ravens are dealing with a COVID situation as well. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see if that affects them. Marlon Humphreys is indeed out for this game, which would be a huge loss for them. Uh, but I am going to go with the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a better team. Um, uh, you know, Philip Rivers has done a nice job in Indy this year, and the game is in Indianapolis, but I, I will go with the Baltimore Ravens in this one. 
Uh, I am liking Baltimore, and you know I think they'll, they'll improve to six and two. They're definitely heading towards a wild card spot, but it looks like maybe the Steelers are heading for the AFC North crown. Um, Panthers Chiefs is uh, another one o'clock game. Panthers are three and five against the Chiefs, who are seven and one. Uh, Panthers struggling right now, so I am going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs are just the better team. I, I expect them to pretty much roll over Carolina in this one. Uh, I expect it to be um, honestly not too close, but uh, I am going to go with the Chiefs in Arrowhead to get the win and improve to eight and one. Uh, Lions Vikings, um, you know the Lions are an up and down team. They're three and four. Uh, they had a huge win against the Falcons two weeks ago, but then followed it up with a loss to the the Lions, a bad loss to the, or a loss to the was it the Colts? It was the Colts. Excuse me, the Lions lost to the Colts, and uh, so yeah. Uh, and this the Vikings just got a huge game from Dalvin Cook. If they can do that again, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win. There's no line on this game, surprisingly, on ESPN. So maybe they think it's an even game. I, I don't know how lines really work, but um, you know maybe they think it's an even game. Uh, either way, uh, I will go with the I'll go with the Vikings in that one just because they're uh, Dalvin Cook had that huge game. If he can do that again, I really like the Lions in that one. Uh, Texans-Jaguars battle of 1-6 teams. I really don't want to talk about this game, so I'll just be quick and go with the Texans and move on. Uh, Raiders-Chargers. Um, they have this as an even matchup, but I actually like Oakland. Or, not Oakland, you not Oakland, you dummy. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I like Las Vegas in this one to um, to get the win. This is the first 4 o'clock game, by the way. Uh, so we broke down every 1 o'clock game. Um the four, first four o'clock game is Raiders Chargers at four o five, and um, I personally, you know, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. They did beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs only lost this year to Oakland. I did it again. Las Vegas. At least I'm not calling WFT what they used to be called. I'm still calling them WFT or Washington, but um, I can't stop calling the Raiders the Oakland Raiders, not the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, but I'll go with uh, the Vegas Raiders to get the win. Um, in that one against the Chargers. Uh, Steelers-Cowboys, rematch of all those great Super Bowls from the 70s and the one from the 90s as well. Um, Pittsburgh's a 14-point favorite. Wow. Uh, I expect Pittsburgh to win, but maybe not by that. I mean, Cowboys really do look bad, folks. I don't know if Ben DiNucci's going to be their starting quarterback or if it's Cooper Rush, I think his name is, is their backup, backup, backup quarterback, and they he could be the starter in this game. For the Dallas Cowboys, um, I don't even know what to expect at that point if Cooper Rush. It could be a huge blowout if Cooper Rush starts that game. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh. This is a great matchup of two of America's teams, if you will. Um, teams that have fans just about everywhere in the country. If you go anywhere, you can find a Steelers fan. You can find a Cowboys fan. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the Cow uh, Sorry, the Steelers in this one. Uh, should be a pretty easy win for them as they improve to 8-0. I don't think the Steelers will go undefeated. I just want to make that clear. I don't think the Steelers are going to have an undefeated season. But um, I do think they'll get to at least 8-0. Let's look at their schedule. I want to look at the Steelers' schedule coming up after this. They've got very winnable games. They've got the Bengals next week, so that could be 9-0. they got the Jaguars the week after that. That could be 10-0. And then they got the Ravens on Thanksgiving. And then after that, they play Washington football team. So they've got a bunch of winnable games coming up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I don't want to scare Tim, but it's looking good for the Steelers right now to uh, make some noise and maybe potentially continue this undefeated streak that they're on. Uh, Dolphins-Cardinals is uh, the next 4 o'clock game, the last 4 o'clock game. Um, 
Tua looked good. I love Tua. Like I said on last week's show, I love seeing Tua do well. I, I want to see Tua succeed in the NFL as a lefty. But um, Arizona, I think, is just a better team. I hope Chase Edmonds has a huge game for the Cardinals this week. I have I picked him up in fantasy, uh, and I have Giovanni Bernard on bye. So I, I have Chase Edmonds in my starting running back position. I also have Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon's hurt, um, just for clarity. Um, don't vote me for a big game for Chase Edmonds. I think this will be a good game. I'm actually looking forward to watching some of this game on Red Zone uh, when it starts. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think it will be a good matchup. Uh, but I think Cardinals improved 6-2 and two cause, just because the game's in Arizona. I think that'll really help Arizona out. Um, Saints-Bucks, Sunday Night Football, game of the week, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Although um, Drew Brees is indeed, uh, he is dealing with an injury. Uh, we talked about that when we interviewed Mike. Um, so he might not play. I think Drew Brees will play. Um, I think he'll fight through the pain, and I think he, um, you know, I think he really wants to play this matchup. This is such a huge game for his team um, to try and, excuse me, get back into um, first place in the NFC South. So uh, I think Drew Brees wants to play this game, you know, and keeping Drew Brees out of the lineup is gonna be really tough if you're Sean Payton, especially if he really wants to play. I know he's older, and you know he. I just, I just think that Drew Brees is gonna play, and. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens um, if there are, you know, if if the Saints don't have their weapons, um, they don't have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. I think it'll be really tough for them to win this game. And also Antonio Brown making his debut for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it'll be interesting. To see, I think this will be a, a good matchup. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game on Sunday Night Football in Tampa. I feel like Tampa hasn't hosted a Sunday Night Football game in a really long time. But right now, all the momentum's on the Bucks' side, so I don't know. This is definitely a tough game to choose. Um, could see it going either way. I, I think I think this game could go either way. Um, I'll be interested to see. I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, I think it'll be an exciting game. Um, you know, Sunday Night Football. You know, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees and uh, the ever-changing touchdown record. Um, I think this will be a good game. So I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, I'm looking for. I, I think I'll go with you know. I think I'll. I will pick the Bucks just because they are looking hot and the game's in Tampa Bay. But uh, sorry, Mike. Please don't kill me, Mike. Please don't kill me. But um, I, I just think that um, that you know, I think all the the momentum is kind of favoring uh Tampa Bay right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans won at all. Like I think New Orleans is going to win. All right. Sorry, I don't think. I th- sorry, I think Tampa Bay's going to win. But I think it's going to be a really close game, like really back and forth, good football game, and um. Yeah, so with that being said, that's our uh, recap of um, our preview of everything coming up on Sunday. Um, why don't we get into, before we get into election talk and just some general uh, sports notes and news uh, from around uh, sports, um, why don't we just do the Mike and Tim interview now? And uh, so that way we can hear what Mike and what they have to say on the NFL and everything. Since we just talked about the NFL, we can get their take on it. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go from there, and uh, we'll get into election talk after that. But um, for now, enjoy our recurring guest, Michael Edgley and Tim Clark. All right, we are back. We've got two more special guests, two more recurring guests uh, from Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. First off, introducing the man, the myth, the legend himself, Big Mike Edgley. Mike, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Um... I'm, you know, here watching the election. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm doing pretty well overall. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm glad to have you back on once again, second time on the Revived Edition. 
Uh, it should be awesome. And uh, once again, making his second appearance on the revived edition, we have uh, the man myth of legend himself again, Tim Clark. How are you doing tonight, uh, thanks. Tim? Thanks, man. I'm doing uh, pretty good. Uh, it's cra- crazy with... Uh... The election stuff, but glad to hang out. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, you know, there's a football game tonight, but it feels like nobody's going to be watching Thursday Night Football or anything. Yeah, everybody's going to be watching elections. Low stuff. ratings. Yeah. It's not the worst matchup. Yeah, true. It's, it's, a, and, it's a decent And there's game. some COVID involved with it, too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll start with the NFL. Um, we're going to talk about both of your teams, too, but I want to start with Mike's team, the New Orleans Saints. Um, coming off a big win against the Bears in overtime. Should I, I personally, I know you agree with me, Mike. Should never have gone to overtime. Yeah, uh, should, should have, you know they should have called that a fumble on the commit play. I think. Yeah. Um, but th- it does go to overtime. The Saints do get the win. Um, I mean, you're going now up against Tampa Bay for the second time this year in Tampa Bay on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, possibly Tampa- with Jameis Winston as a starter. Yeah, I was going to get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, but what are your thoughts going against Tampa Bay? Like, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Saints so far this season? It's, you know, they're looking good. Yeah, no, they're looking pretty good despite not having uh, Michael Thomas for uh, pre- pretty much om- like almost the whole season. Even the first game, he didn't do much. He yeah. only caught like four catches for not many yards. And um, we still beat Tampa Bay because uh, the defense did pretty well. But uh, after that, you know, Thomas got injured at the end. He hasn't been back since. Sanders was doing very well in his place, but he got COVID, so he hasn't been back the past two games. Yeah, it's looking like he it's fifty fifty for him to be back tonight uh, or Sunday night. So we're not sure about that. But uh, the other people, the other receivers have done a really good job in his place. Like Traquan Sun, decent. Uh, Devontae Harris has done pretty well. Um, you also got uh, I think Codway. I think is the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm for, forgetting his f- full name off the top of my head, but he did get injured, unfortunately. Uh, his first game filling in for um, uh, Sanders, but luckily um, the other two have stepped up, and I think he's going to be back this week. Um, but yeah, 5-2 and two is pretty good for um, all the... Sp- shit we've been through right all this stuff with the off season with what Bree said seemed like our chemistry was just a mess but mm-hmm. things seems like things got better after that yeah and uh yeah i'm just real. i'm happy with how we are this season and if Jameis has to go in for Brees on Sunday, I hope he's got some vengeance going yeah. up against. I was going to ask you about that. What is the injury with Drew Brees? Like, what? What's? He, I did see he was questionable. Do you know what the injury is? Like, what he's dealing? He with? hurt it. He hurt his shoulder, but it doesn't seem to be too bad. But he's still questionable to play on um, on a Sunday night. I have a feeling he will play, but it's up in the air. It's not official yet, and um, they might also say that you know Brees, you're pretty old you know you can't throw as far as you used to and playing injured or playing a little hurt could really like be very risky right at your age so they might want to sit him out and maybe think like you know Jameis is going up against his old team he might want to prove something because like they drafted Tom Brady basically saying you know fuck you yeah and well you know we signed Jameis and I think Jameis is going to be the quarterback next season. I think he could be good. But if this is if they this is a time that they want uh, Drew Brees to rest and maybe give Jameis a shot, 
this might be the game to do it. I'm not saying that's going to happen. That yeah. probably won't happen. But... I don't think it's... The reason I don't think it's going to happen, Mike, is because... Don't do you think the NFL wants Brady versus Breeze on Sunday Night Football yeah, in but, prime time? Yeah, but they won't. Yeah, but you see, yeah. That's, 41. You see man, that's true. Yeah. You said that, and as you know, <clears throat> I really hate it when people or teams do what the NFL wants them to do just for popularity. Right. I mean, I'm know, not saying that's what they're going to do. I'm just saying... No, like, I, yeah. I, I know. I know that you're not saying that, but it's just like... <clears throat> I don't really see the Saints really... If they do that, I don't really think it's for that reason. Right. I think they do that just because they think it's a smarter move. Yeah. But, or, like, if Drew Brees is completely healthy, he should play. But if he's a little bit hurt, it's not a bad idea to think about starting Jameis instead. Yeah, I, I get what but you're saying. But the whole, like, uh, better ratings, like, I think that's all bullshit. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, like, I don't give a rat's ass about <laughs> the NFL's ratings. All right, that's that. You heard it from the man himself. Um, before we move to the Ravens, uh, Tim's team. Do you have a prediction for this game? Well, I mean, Tampa Bay's. This is their first game with Antonio Brown. Um, they're looking really good. I mean, they just beat my Giants. I mean, what do you? It, tough game <laughs> against the Giants, but they still won. Um, what do you think about this matchup? Um, I think. We could win, uh, but it's going to be very, very tough because ever since game one that we played against them, Brady's just been killing it. Yeah. Like, he had two interceptions. One was a pick six in the first game against the Saints, first game of the season. But ever since then, he's only thrown two picks. And um, he threw, like, two touchdowns in the first game, and since then he's thrown, I think he has more now, but... He's thrown, like, I think 18 touchdowns. And it's kind of funny because if Drew Brees and Brady do play, then they're just going to probably keep on going back and forth with the touchdown record. Yeah. And I just want to quickly say the NFL really needs to stop announcing when one of them breaks the record because right. it's going to keep happening. He just keeps getting broken, like, over just and over like again. After, right? this, after the season announce, after the regular season, or if they count into the playoffs, I think they count into the playoffs. So after the whole season's over, then tell us who has the record. But you don't have to keep on saying, breaking news, yeah. Drew Brees has just passed the touchdown record. Right. And then like a few hours know. later, yeah. breaking news, Tom Brady has just passed the touchdown record. And it's, it's just super ridiculous. annoying. Yeah. Like, we all know, just tell us at the end of the season, like, we can look at, like, no one cares until that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with... Well, you said um, it's really annoying when they do that, and um, I guess we'll see what happens. It's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to this matchup in prime time on Sunday night. Um, Tim, let's move to um, sure. let's talk about the Ravens a little bit. Um, just lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Steelers are undefeated still. Yeah, I mean, thanks for that reminder. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> I know, but so um, true. It's, uh, and also, by the way, just before I go for it, happy birthday to your wife, Coco, oh, as well. Yeah, I forgot to say that yeah, at the start of the show. Happy birthday, Coco. Um, but back to the Ravens, um, you know, they're undefeated, they're, the Steelers are undefeated, the Ravens have two losses, they're two games back. What are your thoughts, you play the Colts this Sunday, what are your thoughts going into that game? Colts have looked, they're 5-2 and two, I think, they're actually looking pretty yeah, good. Yeah, same record. Yeah, so what are your thoughts um, about the Ravens, you know, so far this season and um, going into this Colts matchup? Yeah, I mean, after losing to the Steelers, I think... Um, the Ravens are still going to make the playoffs, but I'm not really banking on the division. Right. Um, but 
I'm not too bummed out because you can win the Super Bowl as a wild card. So yeah, it's been you done. Never, you never know. Ravens but, have done it, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of teams have done it. I'm not saying they're going to, but this year, <clears throat> um, they've just been a little disappointing, not in the record, but in the sense of Lamar could have probably won at least six of the games if he just played as well as last year. Right. I'm not saying it's his fault on Kansas City. But I mean, do you, do you think he's not playing as well as last year? I mean, yeah, it's hard course. to live, it's hard the, to live the, up to the, MVP's yeah, he's, season. Yeah, he's, he's down to Pro Bowl status, which is good. Yeah. But he's, uh, he had a bad game against the Steelers, and he uh, his numbers are down. Um, running and passing, not a lot, but yeah. enough where it's like clear. So it's not a big deal because he can just turn it on if he needs to, but I think the Colts game is going to be close because the Colts are, are decent, but the Browns beat them pretty pretty well, so yeah. I, don't, I don't have that much faith in the Colts. The, the other thing, though, is the Ravens have the COVID situation. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. What, so <coughs> can you explain the, what, what's going yeah, on, basically? So, you said who it was one uh, Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphreys, the yeah. all-pro corner, one, maybe the best player on the team, has COVID, no symptoms. He's out for probably just this game. Okay. No other players are positive, but they have seven defenders and every linebacker on the roster in the COVID protocol. Yeah, wow, that's bad. So they will lose if those guys can't play. And it's uh, they can play if they don't have a positive test, but they can't practice. Okay. So no linebackers practice this week. That's crazy. Um, I, mean, I just think they're better than the Colts still. What do you What do you think about this whole the whole COVID situation in the NFL? I mean, it's it well, seems like a mess. Like, I I really wanted the teams to have their own bubbles in a local hotel, right? And only go to practice and games, and that's it. And not see their families or anything like that. No, or? have families, but do the NBA rule where you have to they they have to be tested. Okay. they can't leave. They have to quarantine. So oh. if make it make it up to their family if they want to do it. I mean, it seems to be hitting every team at this point. Um, it's just a bad. I think it's a bad look for the league. Um, I think they're handling it even worse than baseball did, and baseball handled it handled it their COVID situation pretty terribly. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think overall the NFL is doing a, a bad job on this. Um, I wanted to move into something Mike wanted to talk about. Um, we'll switch it up to the NBA here, and Mike wanted to talk about this era of NBA basketball where you kind of live and die by the three. Uh, Mike, you said you're not a huge fan of this era. Um, would you like to explain your position? Uh, yeah. Um... So, I think players like Steph Curry and Trey Young and Damian Lillard are all very fun to watch. And when they're, like, having a hot night and they're even hitting from, like, almost a half-court line, it's pretty cool to, like, see them do that. But I think that also inspired kind of, like, a fake confidence for people who can't shoot that consistently right. and can't shoot the three as consistently as those guys because those guys are like special not everyone can do that and everybody seems to be trying to copy what they're doing like not everybody's pulling up from like the logo like Lillard or Steph or Trey but there's been a lot of times where I've seen people go for the three because it's still like the immediate open shot but they could have gotten a better shot from the mid-range if they had just made one more pass right. or maybe like they could have made one more pass and gotten a dunk or they could have done a pump fake and driven in, like. Isn't that what you said? You said you said you sent us a stat earlier today saying like the Lakers were really good at the mid range. Yeah, like, um, like the NBA yeah, they were around sixty seven percent from the mid range. Yeah, which is 
unheard of. That's in this very thing. good. Like that's very un- yeah. Like sixty sixty seven percent of their shots came from the mid range, which is very unheard of in this era. Like nobody shoots mid range anymore, and I really don't understand. People say it's a bad shot, but if it's someone's bread and butter, and they're if, open, and they're yeah. open. And even if they're like, how about the Tim Duncan mid range that he would exactly, always say? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah. my question to those people who say it's a bad shot, and to the analytics that say that, is just, did you never watch like Tim Duncan or Allen Iverson or Kevin Garnett? Yeah. I was gonna say or KG, Kobe Bryant, yeah. or, Carmelo, yeah, or Carmelo Anthony, who literally that's his whole fucking career. Yeah, is the jab step mid range, that like, I'm like. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really the biggest fan of that move because it's really boring. But it's a it, yeah, it works. It works. It's, it, it's it's efficient. Yeah, it works for him. Like, is it fun to watch? No, but does it matter if it's gonna if it was working for him? Then no, not really. And that's why I'm just like for people like Steph, if you have, if if you have the ability to shoot lights out like that, then and you're having a hot night, go ahead and hit a three wherever the hell you want. Right. Like it, and like it depends on the lead you're having. Like if you're a close, if it's a close game, you're pulling up from the logo. Well, that's like I mean, Damian Lillard did that once and it worked out, but yeah, maybe it wouldn't have worked out again. But still, it was a great shot. Um, so you want to see more teams be like the Lakers were this year, basically, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I kind of want to have a mixture of. Like the old school, like by old school, I mean the era when we were kids and the era of today, where right things I do like about the era today is that there is more ball movement, right? But it just seems like we passed they passed a good mid range shot to get a three because, yes, I know it's good points, but it's like you were wide open on the mid range, yeah. Like, and like it's a closer shot, like you have a easier time making it. Like, yeah. if you want to talk about analytics, like, it's closer, it's easier time. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how... Analytics are just ruining all sports, man. Like, I, I mean, I've said this on about baseball, too. I mean, analytics are just crazy. That's what Moneyball, that's the whole point about Moneyball. Yeah. Was that, like, they have a movie where they form a whole team around stats and analytics, and it seems like everything's going well. They had their best regular season ever, but then they lose the same in the playoffs, and then it's yeah. because, like... Yeah, guys, it's baseball. It's unpredictable. Analytics don't mean shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, and we're seeing that in basketball too at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, what are you, do you have any thoughts on like this era of the NBA? I mean, I I like this era. I think it's fun. Like, I do like seeing Steph pull up from deep. Like, uh, that's that's just fun to me. Like, I've never seen this in basketball before. But uh, um, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I love the three, but the other side of it is uh, the NBA plays so small that the centers are, like, dying in the NBA, which yeah. is kind of a shame for NBA history, and I think they might come back in the future. Yeah. Because if you could have a guy who can dominate down low, like, rebounding is still... We're not seeing the dominant big men anymore, really. We're not seeing, like, the Shacks or the people like... The, the, La- he- the Lakers, though, had uh, two, like, serviceable centers. Like, Dwight Howard's good, and yeah. then, like... JaVale, JaVale right? JaVale was, yeah. like... Average, which is enough. Yeah, it was enough to get by. But they use the big guys. Yeah, they used Dwight pretty well. I will, I will say Dwight had a very big role in the finals and um, really the whole playoffs for the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. So um, we're sitting here in in my uh, my room, we're watching the the election on TV, uh, MSNBC. <laughs> um, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the election because this is obviously what everybody's talking about right now. I mean, 
it feels like everything else right now in in life is secondary to the election. Like we're watching, what's this guy's name? Steve Kornecki? Like yeah, he's he's just drawing all over a map. Um, he meant to say sixty seven thousand. By the way, not sixty, not six hundred seventy. Just yeah. the marker stopped working yeah. for him. So and he does just like wanted shit. to point that out. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, this is, it's almost become a game. Like, it feels it like, it's, it's crazy. So, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the election. You guys can say who you're voting for. I don't give a shit. Like, you guys can say whatever you want about the election. Just wanted your thoughts. Um, why don't we start with Tim? Because I know you're very politically minded, Tim. What, what do you think about the election so far? Um, well, I mainly just want it over. Um, and I think Biden's going to win, but I just want this shit to end. Right. And Trump's, uh doing exactly what a dictator would do which is claim it's fraud and right. like yeah nobody's and ever what, done it's that not, not only what a dictator would do it's kind of what we expected him to do right yeah, yeah like are we really surprised yeah like, no cool. nobody people were ready for it because he already started doing it so right it's not as shocking nobody yeah. was like he started it last night <laughs> I yeah. know. he was literally just like stop counting the votes stop counting the votes like what's going and then on today he's like Count the votes, please. Yeah. And then now he's like, stop counting the votes in states that I'm ahead of. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just madness. Yeah. And like, it's kind of funny though. We're still so far. We're still so far away from knowing anything. Like we probably don't aren't gonna know who's gonna win. Like some. I, I guarantee there's a, you. There's a chance we'll know tonight, but we'll probably yeah, know a, tomorrow. I, 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 get, I mean, yeah. if we are, if, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Let's see. What if Biden tonight, wins if, Pennsylvania, it's over. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah, yeah. or Georgia. And that could happen and that's, tonight. That's coming down to the wire right now. I mean, we're watching on MSNBC. They're talking about the vote tallies. It's gonna be crazy. I mean, I'm gonna switch this. Thursday night football because I need a break from all this. Like I've been looking forward to sports. Well, I've been I need a break from like politics for like three hours to watch. A I think game. all these people who have just been nonstop working on the news on the clock about this need a break. Too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, like, Philly, this is actually kind of cool. Philadelphia has live streamed what they're doing, so no one can be like, "You're doing fraudulent things." Like literally, that's it's very on TV. smart. I like that. that's very All right, smart. So they're like, if we swing this whole election, we're we are gonna have video evidence we didn't yeah. fuck around. Hell yeah, that's I, very I, I like smart. That's why they. That's the people that keep showing in the in the. Vest. I hate, oh, like all the I hate yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. That was a clearly fake video from 2012. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, just any final thoughts? Mike, do you have any final thoughts on the election before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm personally, I personally voted for Biden, you know, if any of my, any of my friends, I know that some listen to Brian's show, and if you did vote for Trump, I don't hold it against you, but, um, I personally disagree with you, and I am hoping that Biden wins, and we'll see what happens. All right, all right, and uh, it seems like a good way to wrap up. Um, thank you, Mike, for um, joining us, and thank you, Tim. I really oh, appreciate, you. really appreciate yeah. having you guys on. Uh, it's been great having you both times on, and um, yeah, thank you for listening. So I'm back here with uh, Mike and um, Tim, and um, we just realized we totally forgot to talk about fantasy football um, because I mean I played Tim this weekend in fantasy yeah. football. 
and I won. And um, sorry, I don't know why I did that. Sorry, Sam. It's fine. It was but, a good uh, win. I mean, we, yeah. No, I'm really happy I won. Shout out! It was a fair win. Shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. I never defense. congratulated you. I was yeah, too salty. Thank you. No. It, was, it was a high scoring. Yeah, I'm, I'm now. You're still in first place, though. I will yeah, say I mean, you're I still can, in first I'll, place. I'll, I'll recover. Um, and um, I'm in second place now. Um, and you're playing Mike this weekend. Um, Mike, you, you lost this past weekend to John, I believe. Um, what what are you thinking? You you gotta get a win this week against him. Do you, it's a big matchup. You guys looking forward to it? You got some trash talk, or what? What do you got going on here? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a good matchup. Uh, right now, Tim's projected to win by one and a half points. Um, I'm thinking about making some changeups in my lineup. Like right now, I got uh Jones Jr. as my flex, but I'm thinking about putting him as my receiver. Instead of Crowder and taking Crowder off and putting uh, Paul Lindsay in. And the reason why I'm thinking about doing that is because Denver's playing against Atlanta's defense. Right. And Atlanta's defense is, is, tr- is trash. Yeah. Especially their run defense. So uh, it all depends. If I could find out early if Crowder's going to be healthy, then I think that Crowder could maybe dominate against New England. Yeah. But uh, we, that's a long time to wait, though, until Monday night. Though, yeah, if he's a game time decision, I don't think it'll be worth the wait, and I'll probably put in Paul Lindsay. Yeah, because I don't really trust DJ Tark against Houston. Yeah, um, so we'll see. So Tim, I mean, you're coming off the loss to me. Um, <laughs> I'd like to remind everybody I defeated Tim. Um, what What are you thinking going into this game against Mike? Um, what What do you need to happen to get get bounce back? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an even matchup, more or less. Obviously, it's a lot of luck, but one thing I'm considering, which could swing it either way, is uh, I have um, J.K. Dobbins on the bench right now, and I think, uh, especially if Ingram doesn't play, he might get a lot of touches. So I'm thinking about putting him in, but I don't know who I, if I want to bench um, the dude for uh, Tennessee's uh, second receiver, Date. Davis or something. Yeah, the guy did well last week. He did well. Year. He did do well because he caught a touchdown from yeah. Tannehill. Yeah, and, he, and a lot of people have been starting him now. I lost some points there. Yeah, he's healthy and looking better. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm, I I might stick with him, but um, yeah. I mean, obviously Russell Wilson has saved me most of the whole most of the year. So yeah, that'll be big how he plays. Yeah, and um, Tyler Lockett's been big for Mike lately. Yeah. He got yeah. Like a three player. touchdown game against. Uh, yeah, so he's my only. Splitting- Splitting points if uh, he catches touchdowns yeah. it's gonna be weird. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why I'm happy I I got Tyler Lockett, especially so you going can up hedge, against hedge hedge your game. Yeah, I'm hoping the the game's not like last week where Russell only threw to DK uh, Metcalf. Hopefully right. he throws it to Tyler. Lockett. It seemed weird because the week before he only threw to Tyler Lockett. Yeah, and then, like the week. I later, feel like next year, next year in fantasy, I might try to get both of them. Yeah, like it, it'll be worth it. You they're know? so good. Um, but uh, I'm. I picked up some good players. I got Marvin Jones Jr. now. Nice. Who he From Detroit. Had, yeah, he had a big performance last week. He's projected to get 14 against a shitty-ass Minnesota team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they suck. Um, I got Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Jackson now. Uh, That's right. You made a trade this week. Uh, yeah, I made another a tra- trade. I made a trade yeah. with Return to the Douchebag. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. Return to the King or whatever he wants to be called. Uh I made a trade. I trade him uh, Jacobs and um, 
Oh, you got uh, rid Hines. of Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, I got rid of Jacobs and Hines. Sorry, Tim. No, you gave me Jacobs. I don't care. I got Zeke, I got Zeke like and uh, Jackson. And Zeke's projected to get 15, you know, if he actually decides to play well. Yeah. And he's questionable at the moment, but he might be fine. And Jackson's projected to get almost 16. Because uh, Mel, uh, Melvin Gordon, or uh, sorry, not Melvin Gordon, yeah. Eckler's still out. Yeah. So... Well, we'll see how it goes. And in that trade with Jacobs, I also got Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy. I was happy about yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's he a was sol- decent sol- the one time I started him. Yeah, he's a solid tight end. He'll get you like 10 to 13 points a game. Um, open Tyler Lockett goes off. I, I got Justin Herbert, which was a yeah. kind of a steal. I like that pickup. I was going to say, I really like that you got Justin Herbert. Like He's been good, good for you. He's been good mm-hmm. the whole season, really. Yeah, no, uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are just going to battle it out for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, just, you know, with Justin Herbert having Keenan Allen back, once he gets Eckler back too, uh, Chargers, honestly, they look like they could uh, flip things around and they, yeah. could, they could maybe make the playoffs. They had a tough loss last week uh, to Denver, but uh, I agree. Chargers could definitely bounce back quickly. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Arun, because that's who I'm playing this week. Mm. And uh, I'm hoping to win. Um, it's going to be a good matchup. His, he has a new team name, too. His team name's now um, Big Panda Bradley Beal. So um, shout-out to his new team name. Mm-hmm. And shout-out to uh, Matt, who's uh, Return of the King, not Return of the Douchebag, as uh, <laughs> Mike described a few minutes ago. Um, so we might as well wrap up. Um, Mike, do you have any final thoughts on like sports or anything like that you want to add before we sign off? Uh, I'm just looking forward to this Sunday, and um, I don't think I said who I was gonna who was gonna win against the Saints, and I think that's just because I'm so indecisive about that game. I could see Tampa Bay winning, but maybe they're probably the favorites. But maybe New Orleans can pull it off. It's gonna be close. Like, do you guys have a pick in the game? Uh, I I'm not sure yet. Honestly, at the time of this recording, I am not sure. I still oh, to I want to know starting at quarterback. Yeah, I, Jam- I want to find it's out. It's hard to it's say James because Tampa Bay's had some great wins. Like they killed Vegas. Yeah, and they killed Green Bay, which was super impressive. But then they barely beat the Giants. Yeah, and, and the Saints did win the first time they played. So. They did. So, um, but they were, more, they were more. They were more at full strength worse. despite Thomas and Sanders not playing well. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a close matchup. I will. I'm going to make my pick on this episode that you're listening to now at some point. I'll probably be maybe before this interview, so we'll know by then. But, um, yeah, Tim, do you have any final thoughts on sports? Like, do you have any, anything to add? Uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, I just think I hope the NFL can keep going because the COVID is getting real shitty, like you said. Yeah. Every day it's like a new team shuts down. So... I hope we just get the season in no matter what for fantasy and our real teams. And I hope that um, they do a bubble of some kind in the postseason. Like, that would be the smart thing to yeah. do. Would be to just have some, like, clearly they screwed this up. Like, clearly they, they did not handle the regular they're, season. They're well. still talking about cutting, like, two regular season games at yeah. more time. And right? to, add, to add another week potentially, too. Also, oh, one last thing though, before we wrap up, the NBA did say I, I have heard the NBA is coming back December twenty second. So, awesome! That, that should yeah. should be that should be announced soon. Um, and we just got kickoff. Just got kickoff on Thursday night football. Um, yeah, the classic rivalry, yeah. Packers and Niners. Yes, yeah. two teams met in the playoffs last year. We met in the playoffs many times actually. Yep. Um, 
We had the iconic uh, Kaepernick uh, run for the field Oh, goal. yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And um, the Terrell Owens touchdown against the Packers, that was that was pretty iconic, too. Yeah. Um, two teams have met a lot in the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, that's just for, thank you guys again. Um, yeah, thank you for, for re-recording us. the fantasy football segment, too. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. I know you're probably all sick of election coverage, and uh, I know personally I'm really sick of getting. I've I had at least three, pe- at least four or five, maybe four or five people text me this Tom Brady thing uh, that people have been sending around the last couple days in the ele- since the election um, happened. Like I, I'll read it quickly. Just my thoughts. Obviously, November is finally here. I have seen a lot of hate spewed in recent months about a man who is a constant winner and overachiever, and that's what the people who support him in life like about him. Yes, he's been caught in lies and twisted. You know what? I don't want to read this. This is stupid. Stop sending me this. Stop, people. Stop. If you, if you, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, please do not send me the Tom Brady thing anymore. I'm sick of it. I got it one time. I thought it was kind of funny. Kind of funny. But it's not funny. Like the after you get it like a thousand times, it's not that funny. So please stop sending me that. All right, back to the election. Um, yeah, um, you know personally, if you know this podcast, I think you kind of know where my political beliefs lie. I did not vote for Trump. Uh, I would never vote for Trump in a million years, um, and I did vote for Biden. But um, I. I you know, I, I it was kind of in that order. I wasn't, you know, Joe was Biden my first choice. No, but am I going to support him no matter what if he's the nominee for against Donald Trump? Yes, definitely. And that's kind of how I think a lot of people felt going into this election. And um, it's been stressful. I mean, you know, for a while on election night, it looked pretty bad. Trump won Florida and Ohio, and I was kind of thinking. We're here we go again. We get to, you know, it's going to be like election night in 2016 all over again. By the way, this is my third different presidential election. I voted in 2012 for the first time, 2016 for the second time, and 2020 for the third time. And I voted in three different states for all three. So I voted in North Carolina in 2012 because that was, um, at the time, uh, a real battleground state in 2012 between Obama and Romney. And uh, I voted for Obama then because uh, I wanted to um, help get North Carolina over the finish line and get it in favor of, of Obama. I believe it actually ended up going to Romney in 2012, but uh, I, you know, just wanted to get my help my help a battleground state while I was still living there at the time, as opposed to New York or Connecticut or wherever I was living at the time at home. Um, so um, you know. It's been an up and down battle. It looked really bad on election night, honestly. Uh, it looked like um, Trump was going to win again. Um, it looked like you know he had Florida and Ohio, and no president. Like I think no no Republican has won president since nineteen twenty one. I think without carrying Ohio. So I was like, ah, crap. He he's he's going to win again. Like you know, it's it's not looking good. But um, as t- I should have realized, like even my sister, my sister Elizabeth. You might remember um, on the original incarnation of Upon Further Review was uh, played a very good Kellyanne Conway impression. Um, she was kind of losing hope at the time too. She was like, you know, people voted for this guy who locks kids in cages and things like that, and uh, they just they for whatever reason they still voted for him again. 
Um, so it was kind of feeling hopeless on Tuesday night going into Wednesday. I didn't sleep much, honestly, Tuesday into Wednesday. But then, honestly, hope has kind of, you know, that, that Barack Obama-type hope has kind of um, reared its ugly, like, its beautiful head in, I guess. And, um, you know, now um, it's Friday morning. It's Friday, November 6th at 10.42 in the morning is when I'm recording this. And um, Joe Biden has a lead in Pennsylvania. He has a lead in Georgia. Not by much, but, um, you know, all these mail-in votes from um, cities like Atlanta and Philadelphia, um, they're really coming to help uh, Biden right now. Uh, they're really, it's it's looking He's up 253 to 213 right now in the Electoral College votes. But if he if they declare Pennsylvania tonight or today or whenever they declare Pennsylvania, it's over. Biden wins. That's the elect, that, Those are the votes that are going to get him over the 270 threshold and make him the president of the United States. And um, it was hard to picture on, like I said, it was hard to picture on Tuesday. But, um, you know, it's looking like it's, it's good right now. And... Um, even CNN says Biden's on the verge of the presidency. They're just waiting the results in Arizona, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. He could win all three of those. It would be crazy. And Biden and, and Trump would be gone. It, it's just, I, you know, I didn't really want to talk too much about the election because this is a sports podcast. But I just wanted my thoughts to be known on the record out there. You know, I... You know, I I am want Trump gone more than anything. Like I, you know, I want to feel, I want Americans to feel like they live in a country where they can trust the people in charge, where they can you know feel safe with the people in charge. And with Trump, I just don't get that. I've I've never gotten that sense of security with him. The last four edge, the last four years, it honestly feels like we've been walking on eggshells as a country. Like, just waiting for, like, a one dramatic Trump moment to, like, you know, drop the nuclear bomb on us or something. And um, I feel like we won't get that with Biden. I feel like we'll get a steady hand, a calmness, something that we need, something we had when Barack Obama was president that, you know, I think we'll get back with getting Joe Biden as president if he wins. Now, I'm, I got my fingers crossed. It's still... There's still a long way to go. Like I said, there's nothing's been called yet, Pennsylvania or Georgia. But I, I did like waking up this morning and um, finding out that Biden is, in fact, leading Pennsylvania and Georgia right now. Even if it's by the slimmest of margins, it's still better than nothing. And, um, man, this is going to be really stressful counting these last couple of votes. I knew, like, I mean, at one point, Trump had like a million vote lead in Pennsylvania and people were, I was kind of freaking out. I was like, oh no, like what if what if this is the end for Biden? What if Trump wins Pennsylvania? And they said, wait for the mail-in votes. Wait for the mail-in votes. They mostly come from Philadelphia. They mostly come from cities like that. And um, so that's that's what we did. Now Trump has the lead. They've counted a lot of those votes and Trump, or excuse me, Biden has the lead in Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, I was I was trying to, like, to cling on to Arizona and Nevada, but now there's a Trump chance uh, Biden could win Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada, which would put him way over the top. Would not, I mean, what can Trump, Trump do? Like, I know he's trying to do all these lawsuits. Like we talk, like, like we talk, like you know, he's like, stop the count. Okay, start the count. But what can Trump really do if Biden wins the election fair and square? If Biden gets over two seventy, he wins. What can Trump do? I know Trump could go completely crazy, but Biden won the election. He also won. He's also winning the popular vote. 
by a lot, by the way, a significant amount, more than Hillary Clinton got. He's got more votes than any presidential candidate in human history. That's crazy. So it's it's been a stressful week. I know we're all kind of going through it with this election. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm hoping for a result. I'm just tired of watching CNN. But it like like Tim said, it is a game. It feels like a game. Like it feels like, you know, it's a sporting event or something that you get up for, like the Super Bowl or something. Um, it's just crazy. It's, I don't, I've never, you know, I know this is a sports podcast, but this is sports, honestly. This is sports right now. We, we don't have the NBA. We don't have the NHL. Have baseball, so um, we might as well talk about politics while uh, you know while we can, and um, you know hopefully you know like I said, I did vote for Biden, so I am hoping he holds on to this lead. Um, that's where my political beliefs lie. If you have a problem with that, you know I like to think that I can get along with just about anybody. I have friends who support Trump. I have friends that support Biden. I, I like to think I can get along with just about anybody. You know, I'm not going to hate you right off the bat if you support Trump. Like, if, you know, like I follow, for example, with Twitter, I, I follow a lot of Yankee fans and a lot of them do support Trump. Like I see that like, you know, they're like big Yankee fan in their bio and then they're like MAGA, huge conservative. And I still get along with those people. I still, you know, respond to their tweets. I still do things like that. But, um, I just don't approve of their political. We can all get along. This is the t that's the other thing we've been missing these last four years, folks. We we haven't. There's been no civility. There's uh, the America that I love. The the civil, respectful America that I love is gone, and I miss that. And I feel like we'll get that back with Trump. You know, Trump is like a kick in the pants, and Biden's like a hug, man. Like Biden is just like you know he's just like a warm figure that we need at a time like this. And, um, yeah, hope, hopefully he wins. Um, hopefully, um, you know, this, this has been very stressful. Um, but, um, you know, hopefully it's over by the end of the weekend and we have a good sense of who the president is going to be. Will it be Joe Biden? Will it be Trump again? Uh, right now it's looking like Biden, but, you know, that could change. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping it stays pretty much the same. And, um, wow, Georgia, too. How about, shout out to Georgia, by the way. Shout out to Georgia for, uh, right now, Biden is leading in Georgia, in Georgia by less than 2,000 votes. And I would have never imagined that in a million years. A million years. I never, never would have expected that. Um, yet, Georgia has somehow managed to become, flip, has managed to flip blue. And I have to give credit to Atlanta, and Atlanta, a lot of the uh, surrounding suburbs of Atlanta, um, it was. I feel like that's been a huge boost towards um, towards Biden in this election. I feel like more people are voting this time around than uh, they did in 2016. I feel like a lot of people voted third party because they didn't like Trump and Hillary. Well, I feel like a lot of people who did that now voted for Biden, saw the light. I've seen people flip from Trump to Biden. Um, it's, it's been... Um, been an up and down roller coaster. I just wanted to give my thoughts on it. Um, I know this isn't a sport, a political podcast, but I just wanted to give my thoughts on the election. Hopefully, Biden holds on. And uh, yeah, these next couple hours are going to be very stressful when it comes down to the election. So stay tuned.
right, uh, before we wrap up, I just want to talk about um, one other storyline that uh, I saw this morning that just broke, uh, and that would be Alex Cora returning to the Boston Red Sox as manager. Uh, if you'll remember correctly, Cora was the bench coach of the Houston Astros when they won, quote-unquote, won, asterisk, 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 the World Series in 2017. He was the bench coach, and then he went to Boston and won the World Series with the Red Sox in 2018 in his first year as manager. And um, for Boston people, Alex, Alex Cora was basically the best thing since sliced bread. But then, of course, we all know what happened with the Astros scandal. Um, he was heavily involved in that. Uh, and, you know, he he and A.J. Hinch both lost their jobs. Now they both have jobs again. A.J. Hinch is the manager of the Tigers. Alex Cora is now the manager of the Red Sox again. And uh, it just seemed like, I mean, we had, this has been a rumor for a really long time that the Red Sox were going to bring back Alex Cora. Um, like I, I, I remember them saying that, um, you know, even if they did fire him, which they did at the start of the season, they can still always bring him back when his suspension was up at the end of the year. So basically, all Alex Cora missed was 60 games of a weird season in which the Red Sox were terrible and finished in last place. And uh, he's coming back to... We'll see if he can turn them around. I'm hoping not. I hate the Red Sox, but um, yeah. How about this news dump? What, there's one thing Boston sports teams are good at. It's news dumps and things like that. Because I remember a few years ago, um, the Bruins fired their coach, I think. And um, it was during the Patriots victory parade. So they knew nobody in Boston would care about it. And so they just kind of swept it under the rug. Well, the Red Sox are kind of doing this too. Um there, you know, everybody's focused on the election. Everybody in New England is definitely focused on the election, and um, so they just dump this under the rug and make so maybe people won't notice it. Uh, it's pretty kind of funny, but um, you know, I hate Alex Cora and I hate the Red Sox, but I will say that um, Alex Cora obviously is a good manager. He got the Red Sox, he led the Red Sox to win the World Series in his first year as manager. They won 108 games. I know there was some uh, potential cheating involved in that. But um, that's a story for another day. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like they were kind of heading towards rehiring Alex Cora no matter what. And, um, of course, that's the move they've taken here. So um, will it work out for the Red Sox? Time will tell. They're in a tough division. They've got the Rays, who just went to the World Series. And, of course, the Yankees, who are good every year. Um, speaking of the Yankees, uh, shout-out to DJ LeMayhew for winning a Silver Slugger Award. Uh, well-deserved, and now hopefully the Yankees can re-sign him. He's also a finalist for MVP. I don't think he's going to win. I think either Jose Ramirez or Jose Abreu is going to win uh, the AL MVP. But shout-out to DJ LeMahieu, the machine, for um, getting an AL MVP finalist. That's, that's pretty cool, even if he is probably going to come in third. that That is... I do love seeing that for the machine. Uh, that's how I say it. The machine. Um... Yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I have in terms of baseball news, and kind of all I have uh, in terms. I'm just looking through my see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. Um, no, not not really. Um, you know, please stop sending me the Tom Brady thing. It's not funny anymore. The first time I got it, it was very funny. But the please, if you're listening to this podcast, please do not send me that Tom Brady thing anymore because I I don't think it's funny anymore. The first time I got it, it was kind of funny kind of funny but please do not send it to me again um so with that being said uh thank you for listening to this episode of upon further review with brian brennan um 
Stay tuned to the election results all weekend. It's going to be crazy. Um, be sure to watch the NFL this weekend. Um, let's we'll see what happens. I'm really looking forward to uh, to um, the election being over and us knowing one way or another. But um, I guess we'll know sooner or later. But um, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, Tim, for coming on. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, glad to have you on anytime you want on a pond for the review with Brian Brennan. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on this one, folks. Um, it's been a long week, um, but you know, stay, stay strong, stay tough. Uh, just relax, drink some coffee, relax, uh, take it easy. And um, we'll, we'll take, we'll pick this thing up next week. I'm not sure. Um, one last thing. I'm not sure if I um, am going to do one or two episodes next week. It all really depends on what happens, but um you know, I am. I you know, I I have decided. You know, there aren't as many sports happening right now. There's less to talk about. So I have kind of been thinking about going down to um, one episode a week. But um, if you think I should stick with two, let me know. Um, I, I'll decide either way, one way or another. I mean, it'll all depend on how um how this weekend goes, I guess. But uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. Thank you for listening, folks. I'll see you next time. Have a good one. Peace.